The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com throughout the show if you're thinking that you'd like to learn a little bit more about the markets or see the type of products that we offer here at guildhall you can also go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com which is our e-store great for uh, first-time purchases or regular purchases um, if you're looking for smaller regular purchases as well a lot to talk about this week jerry uh, by the way welcome back to the show jerry Karaya. how you doing good jeremy how are you great to be back good 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 vacation Good times. Good. Done. Let's get on to... Uh, <laughs> let's get on with it. You got a nice tan. Um, <laughs> let's talk about this pullback in the market. I'm sure all the listeners are eager to find out what our opinion of what happened this past week in the gold market with the gold and silver pulling back a little bit. And I always find these type of pullbacks are counterintuitive. And personally, over the years, I've started to be excited by them because I know that good things can happen as a result. So I'm going to skip ahead and just show you what those results are before we jump into the discussion on the pullback in gold and silver. Plus, also later in the show, we're going to talk about uh, the anniversary of the the lifting of the gold standard from, from Nixon in 1971. But listen to some of these stats, Jerry. Um, in 2008, gold pulled back from $1,000 down to $725 an ounce. That's a $275 drop, and gold ended up five and five, over 5.5% five up on the year. In 2017, gold got slammed from $1,342 down to $1,163, which was a $179 pullback in the market, and gold ended up 13.6% on the year. And the best, last year, gold went from 1937, the high, down to 1685. But remember, we started much lower on the year. And so that was a $252 pullback, and yet gold ended up 24% on the year. So I ask you, do these pullbacks get you excited, or do they fill you with desperation? I scoff at them, Jeremy. This is uh, these are just uh, buying opportunities. To how I see it, and we have to understand the reasons why, and ultimately understand our fundamentals in this market. Why gold? Why silver? And what happened during this time? Usually, when these drops happen, they happen at odd hours. The number that is involved in the market at that time exceeds output of of mining supply so again defying logic defying reason so this is the reason why i mean i'm not trying to be you know uh you know sarcastic uh, but i do scoff at them i laugh and i realize hey this is time to take action this is a time to get on the phone calling uh, calling everyone who's interested in buying and this is the time to be buying as well so we know that four billion dollars worth of gold on paper was sold basically in the middle of the night on sunday and we and anybody who is doing their own trading wants to get the absolute best price when they're selling. So if you're selling into a into what's basically an empty market where you're selling that much product, you're going to get lower and lower and lower bids for it. So it stands to reason that this is some sort of manipulation at the end of the day. It's some sort of intervention because you don't try to sell this much gold in an off-hour market because you would be expecting to get the lowest price as possible, 
right? Anyone who tries to sell their metal wants to get as much for their metal as possible. And in this case, it's the complete reverse. So you know that something nefarious is going on. The question is why? So I'll ask you a question about that. On the one hand, you've got, could this be a panicked banking system that wants to get onto the right side of Basel III, meaning they're looking for an opportunity to get rid of paper, get some physical on the dip that they need, they want to buy that physical on the dip, or could this just be a simple means of making money for the banks, you know, the, the JP Morgans of the world, and at the same time demoralize people from wanting to enter this market in the first place? What do you think? Twofold, I, I do know that to your point of dissuading people and, and trying to you know change a perspective on what gold is and what gold can offer, I think that's huge. In the last three weeks, we've had uh, thousands, if not millions of dollars leaving the banking system. Individuals want to get into oh, something really? away from the banks and uh, you know reasons they have their own reasons. We don't talk to them about their reasons as to why, but we understand where they're coming from. So money is leaving. And when you have a fractional reserve banking system here in the globe- Fiat currency is leaving. Fiat currencies, yes. U.S. Federal, no Federal Reserve notes are mm -hmm. leaving the banking system. People are not are very distrustful of the U.S. dollar at the moment, so they're looking into hard assets. They're taking money outside of the banking system. Let further, yeah, go on. Sorry, I just want to yeah. uh, digress that for a minute. Unpack that a little bit. Why, for a layman, why would people all of a sudden be distrusting the U.S. dollar? Why, why here? Why now? There's a few reasons. We uh, Obviously, inflation is a big worry, a top concern for many of our investors, people who are coming in on board. They're reading about inflation. They see what's happening in Canada for you know, one nation out of many but that are experiencing uh, you know, just a total uh, devaluation of their currencies. There's no safe currency, Jeremy, and we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, the end of Bretton Woods, we're on the 50th year. And what we've seen since since the removal of the standard was just a, a total loss of purchasing power. How do you defend against that? We talk about this on the show month over month, week over week. We sound like a broken record, but this is, this is reality. So in some ways, in, in other words, it, it's now visible to people it's not so much that the central bankers can hide behind a curtain or sweep these issues under the rug, even though, you know, back in 2008, we had like quantitative easing, one, two, three, four. And yet they've doubled what they did back in 2008, and they doubled it in a, in a fraction of the time, just mm -hmm. in a, a few months. The, the balance sheet at the Fed is over $8 trillion. I mean, they, they only did $3 trillion back in 2008, 9, 10. So you're saying... In effect, it's out in the open now. People can see what's happening. They go to the grocery store. They see that inflation. They're paying, you know, outside of, you know, hopefully the back end of COVID here that people are saying, wait a minute, everything about my life now is costing me way more. Why is that? And they're they're pointing to the banking system and saying, or the money, the, the fiat money and saying, I just can't trust this anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just one. You also see tightening of credit. Usually when banks tighten their credit, something's going on. Um, total distrust, again, employment. These are, these are things that the banks are looking at. On top of that, you have uh, the, you know, potential talks of resets and mm -hmm. Nasera, Nasera event. These are, I mean, again, call it a conspiracy theory. These are things that have survived years now. And there's a lot of credit to it because we're revisiting uh, Basel III. There was Basel II, now there's Basel III. 
where the banks are, these institutions are now mandated to get physical to replace the paper, the garbage that they had on the balance sheets. So yeah, that's my speculation as to why this was this drop had to occur because in the face of this new these new Basel III rules, it's making these banks, these institutions, putting a lot of pressure on them. It's very difficult, nearly impossible for these institutional banks to acquire the real go- real gold to offset all of that paper. So it's impossible or it's very, very difficult. And what what a better way to while you have this mechanism of you know dumping four billion dollars of supply on the market to push paper the price, supply paper yeah. supply to push prices down why not take advantage of it so we can acquire uh, uh, physical gold for sale if they can even get it but that's that's where i'm that's where i uh am leaning towards the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com yeah it's true you know we have supply of product i think a lot of companies have have been able to build up their supply of physical gold and physical silver but of course a lot of that was purchased at higher prices so it's a uh, it's a bit of a, a a challenge then to be able to sell and and rebuy product now at the lower prices so which is something we we have been able to do so we've been able to supply product to the to the public quite easily in that sense but you know look we're we're looking at the fact that when it comes to a pullback in gold you always want to step back and say okay what's going on from a technical perspective it all looks good. It all actually looks pretty natural. Absolutely. Um, Elliot, Elliot waves and all of these things. You look like, okay, I would say there's like a triple bottom going on. You had a double bottom back in February. Now you have another bottom here at the low 1700 range. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a triple bottom. Things look good. It looks like you had strong support at 1700. But at the end of the day, central banks are buying and owning physical gold. So do the very wealthy. They're owning physical gold. And according to Daniel DiMartino Booth, who wrote Fed Up uh, about the Federal Reserve um, and the changes that she thinks they should make there, she mentions in in several interviews that many employees of the Fed also own gold. But those in power do not want you to be wealthy. They do not want our listeners. They do not want regular people to be wealthy. They don't want them to own gold the physical gold. So you have to see this as the biggest counterintuitive move ever. You have to be able to read through uh, the lines on this. And look, for anyone who's listening to the show as we're recording this on Friday, if you're listening on Saturday or Sunday, the price of gold is already up $50 off the bottom. That's a massive move off the bottom. It's basically an $80, $90 move down, and we're already recovered more than half of that. So this is a massive opportunity, and we think that people should not be scared off by this. Do not be scared off. This is the perfect time to protect your wealth, protect your family's future. Gold is money. Silver is money. It's physical. There's a finite amount of it. It's going to get you out of the banking system. There's many many specialists out there and analysts that are saying, get your money out of the banking system. Nomi Prince, for instance, who wrote the book Collusion mm-hmm. about central bank collusion, she says the same thing. Um, you got to remember, gold is money, all else is credit. I didn't say that. JP Morgan said it. It's time to wake up, take action, get some physical gold and silver in your portfolio today. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. We're going to talk about the anniversary um, in the next segment of lifting of the gold standard. And we'll also talk about some U.S. Mint gold sales as well. You're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Stay tuned. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. If you're looking to acquire physical gold, physical silver, you can do so with Guildhall. We'll help walk you through the process, especially if, if you're new to it. You can go to our e-store as well and pick up a tube of maples, a couple 10-ounce bars of silver, maybe a one-ounce bar of gold, and that's at guildhallpreciousmetals.com. And uh, you'll put your order through. Uh, I'm sure one of our associates, Jerry included, will, will contact you and follow up with you on, on those type of orders. And if you want to own, directly own your own physical precious metals in a registered account, you can also do that with Guildhall. And basically what that means is that you would buy the physical product direct, physical gold, physical silver, one ounce gold bars, 100 ounce silver bars as an example. That's going to be put into your own sub account at an IROC approved, fully insured, backed by Lloyds of London vault facility which is outside the banking system so that's right you're going to own your own physical product have it in a registered account but held outside the banking system it's a unique vehicle we want more and more people to learn about it and uh, I'm, it's always great to see that people are surprised that this type of thing is offered so contact us and we'll show you how that all works as well Let's get back to this pullback in the market. We weren't we weren't scared by it. We weren't surprised by it. It always gives us a chance to review what's going on from a technical perspective. From a fundamental standpoint, Jerry, this changes nothing. Not at all. And this what this is what drives our market. It's strictly based on fundamentals. We use technicals to confirm our fundamentals. And what we saw uh, with the Asian flash crash was total desperation and panic. But like you said. Physical bullion buyers do not panic. And what most bullion investors don't know or don't see or not aware of because these things are not reported in the mainstream is demand, demand of physical. In the past few days, no one has sold back any product. I lie. There was a probably a bar or two. But I mean, for the most part, we have net buyers. And not reported in the mainstream is U.S. gold mint sales through July, recording the second highest level on record. Further, the U.S. silver sale is is higher in the, uh, this year than in the past four years. The same with Perth Mint in Australia. Uh, demand is through the roof in the Perth. And further to central banks, as Jeremy alluded earlier, global central bank purchases were 39% higher, according to the World Gold Council, in the first half of this year than the first half average over the past five years. Big buyers include Turkey, India, Brazil, Poland, Thailand, Kazakhstan, and the United Arab Emirates. This is smart money moving into physical for their reasons, including high net worth investors. In a recent North American survey, 29% of high net worth investors say they will increase their exposure to precious metals as a way to position for an increase in inflation. And this this reporting is coming from goldsilver.com. Com. Check it out. Great charts. Uh, it's a chartorial that follows silver and gold sales, physical gold bullion sales since 1987. So check out that chart. You know, we're, we're, we're speeding towards a massive debt crisis. You've got excess debt, monetary stimulus, deficit spending. We've passed the Rubicon of debt to GDP. It cannot be paid back. These debts cannot be paid back by economic growth. Correct. That's why last week when they came out with the job numbers being just under a million uh, new jobs, so what? 
that does nothing. You, you're not even close to getting back to where you need to be. And even still, you will still not grow out of this debt bubble that has been created. Now, when the debt bubble bursts, and it will burst, believe you me, it yeah. is going to burst. It's going to burst either by the powers that be bursting it themselves or being forced to burst Right? right, and and because this is the free market we're talking about, they can try to handle the market, and they can try to intervene in the market with, you know, buying bonds like the Fed buying bonds and trying to keep the interest rates low and things like this. But we're talking about the free market will eventually over override this, mm -hmm. and when it does, they're also going to start to ask for more power. We saw it. We saw that playbook back in two thousand and eight when Hank Paulson looked up at the sky and said to Congress, I don't know, I think we need, mm, let me think of a really big number, uh, $500 billion. And and that was it. They, mm -hmm. they said, oh, $500 billion? Okay, we'll just take that from, from the future kids of America. Mm -hmm. No problem. Mm -hmm. We'll just hand that over. That looked like silly money back then, now that we think about the amount of money that's been been created since then whether it was QE, whether it's all these infrastructure bills, and no one even wants to look through the thousand pages of these infrastructure bills to they see don't. where the money is actually going, but it is being spent. And this bubble will collapse. It's going to be huge. And it is going to, to be the final peg in the coffin, the final nail in the coffin of the middle class mm -hmm. if they are invested. Now, we don't know because you look at these numbers, Jerry, that you were saying about the demand for physical gold and silver and – it's confusing. It's kind of like, you know, you hear what's going on in mainstream media and then you realize, but no one's watching mainstream media. And so that there's yeah. a dichotomy of two worlds of no one's paying attention to these things anymore. And so you wonder where the truth is. Right. And that's the problem. Right. And that's also the problem of all the money printing. Right. Mm -hmm. The fact that they've printed all this money, they make you think this is real. The emperor has no clothes. Some people still believe he's got clothes and they're willing to. Yeah. Oh, you look great. You look great. Please save us a million jobs last week. Oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to be Rather, back yeah. to normal in no time, even though. Wait a minute. You never got back to normal after 2008. So it's ridiculous. This is going to crash. There is going mm -hmm. to be a massive deficit bubble bursting. Mm -hmm. The deflation of it is going to be extraordinary. You want to be out of the way of that. Yeah, yeah, and that's what gold and silver do provide. They provide a total decoupling from the bubbles and the bursting of the bubbles and the panic. When you have physical gold, you have zero counterparty risk. No one else's liability on your gold. Your gold bar that that is provided from Guildhall has serial numbers. Each serial number will be titled and allocated to you, which belongs to you either in a registered plan or a private depository storage account, or take it home. Either way, what you're doing is decoupling you, your wealth, and yourself away from these potential things that we're accelerating towards this pinnacle at a very, very rapid pace. And the money printing and the money supply is growing at a hyperinflationary rate at this moment without seeing gold and silver move a drop. When it does move, gold and silver are gonna, are gonna skyrocket all because of the money supply. Yes, so let's talk about the skyrocketing of the prices because Jerry, as you know, back in the 70s, the price of gold went from $35 an ounce to a high of $850 an ounce, which was actually a 2,000% increase in the price of gold. 
in the early 2000s, when gold went from basically 250 an ounce up to 2000, we were looking at a 700% gain in the price of gold. Now, a 700% gain, not 2000, 700% gain from where we are in gold today would take us to $14,400 for the price of gold. That's not even 2000. No. That's not even. And if you were to compare the amount of money that was printed through the 70s, it would look like a weekly budget today mm -hmm. for a government. So it could go higher. Now, at a 16 to 1 ratio. Here we go. Here we go. So that puts silver at $900 an ounce. So we're thinking bigger. Mm -hmm. We're thinking much bigger here. Now, that means that a $50,000 investment into precious metals today, specifically silver, could turn you into a millionaire. Yeah, exactly. And really, do you want to sell for cash? You could. You could sell for gold. You can do that as well. Or you can turn it into another hard asset like a natural fancy color diamond or uh, even property. I myself, I know why I bought my physical silver. Maybe at the high in March, I don't really care. But the reasons why I bought 2,000 ounces of silver because I remember 1980. I, I see the charts. I saw the ratios of 15 to 1. And I saw the fact that 2,000 ounces, rather 1,400 ounces bought an average house in the United States. And this is my goal for me and my family. We want to be debt-free. We want to own the house without a mortgage. And this is what silver can do. Why? It's done it in the 80s. It'll do it again. And it all, it's all based on that money supply and inflation and everything. The stage is set for silver. Yeah, the, the stage is definitely set. I see these pullbacks as opportunities. Most of our clients are doing the same. Um, if you can't take advantage of the opportunity, that's okay. S sit tight. Things are going to happen very quickly. Uh, last year was a perfect case of that. You saw the price move down and then very quickly it turned around and then things moved much, much higher. So we're living through a time where anything can happen very quickly. There's a lot of news coming out yeah. uh, every single day. Noise. There's there's a lot of stuff happening, but we have to keep our eye on the fact that the debts are completely out of control. And as I said last week, you weren't here, Jerry, but... Uh, the chains of death are too chains of debt are too light to be felt until they're too heavy to be broken. Wow. That's from uh, Dave Ramaswamy said that, and I thought, man, that quote. is a great, great yeah, quote. So I wanted to share it again with Thanks. our audience here. So let's go back. Let's go way back okay. into time, into 1971, when Nixon lifted the gold standard and made it official. Why did he do that? Because in when they did the Bretton Woods Accord, what they did is they pegged gold to, to the U.S. dollar, which meant that if the U.S. printed money and you could redeem your gold, if you were France, for instance, you could redeem cheaper gold because the U.S. had printed money. So it was based on this idea that that the U.S. would be disciplined with their money printing. Mm -hmm. Of course, they weren't because they went to Vietnam and, and they had deficit spending, etc. So they started printing a lot of money. Other countries decided, okay, I'm going to convert into gold. And so Nixon and his team decided, look, let's end the convertibility for a moment. Let's <laughs> let moment. the price of gold rise to a point where it, where we can back it again. Um, and the story goes, and there's always lots of stories, but the ones that I'm reading are kind of saying, and then, you know, he got caught up in elections and things like that. And as a president, he kind of let it slip. He had other issues on his mind. And that meant other factions could come in and solidify this idea of a fiat currency. And I think you, you've taught me a lot, Jerry. So maybe you can share with us more about how the positive nature of a gold standard 
and what we lost as a result. Well, power corrupts, and when you have powerful people, a nation, uh, you know, you give them the printing press. Oh yeah, you can wax poetic all of the politicians. You can, you know, gift people all you want, especially in times of election. Look at our our very own Prime Minister Trudeau. He's called a snap election. He's done an amazing job of printing a massive amount of deficit. The GDP. Uh, to, to debt ratio in your Canada is horrendous. So this is the thing. You have the statement of saying that this is going to be transitory, uh, trans, a temporary transition away from the gold standard, which tempered your your inclination to want to just print and to uh, and just to make your own self wealthy and the people around you wealthy. Well, this that's exactly what they did. This is what they did. Was, they, they, they let the genie out of the bottle, and the, how are they going to get it back into Pandora's box? It's finished. They can't do it unless you see a Bretton Woods or a, another type of Bretton Woods, another uh, gold standard, whether it be a one-to-one or even a fraction. And this is what we're seeing with Basel III rules. They have to offset uh, some of their paper gold or what they had as paper gold with physical this is some sort of. This is exactly a, a framework of Basel III once, uh, or uh, the uh, Bretton Woods once again through Basel III, where they have to have uh, enough reserves to supplement their net stable funding ratio. Because without an adequate amount of physical on the balance sheet reserves, these derivatives futures, these toxic derivatives, can end and ultimately put an end to this type of desperation, panic, manipulation. What we're seeing. So greed, ultimately, it brings honesty and trust and transparency back to the system. Yeah, I think that we know that this financial system, as a result, it's been 50 years. This is the 50-year anniversary. As a result, it's come to its end, its conclusion, its mathematical end. You cannot keep going the way it's going. So we need a new system, and we're barreling towards a new system. And the question is, is it going to be a Klaus Schwab Great Reset? new system or are we going to have you know a, a brand a dawning new day of the gold standard or a, a, an understanding of the value of real money which is going to create a lot of equality going forward and generate a lot of wealth. wealth. So we can talk more about that in the next segment. The, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. This is The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back with The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. In the last segment, we were just mentioning right at the top that Throughout the 70s, gold went up 2,000%, and throughout the early 2000s, gold went up 700%. And if we were to just go up 700% from the current value of $1,800, that would bring gold to $14,400. Now, on a gold-to-Dow ratio, that would be off. It wouldn't be quite there. In 1980, we hit one-to-one on the gold-Dow ratio, meaning the Dow Jones was trading at 850 points and gold went to $850 an ounce. So I know that there's a lot of analysts out there calling for the Dow to come down to thirty to 20,000 points, maybe even lower. So if that's the case, you know, maybe we're close on $14,000 gold. It seems crazy. It seems absolutely crazy. And I, 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 
I, I had a little experiment over the weekend, Jerry, where I started to mention that to people, and people thought it was absolutely crazy. And all I could think to myself was, yeah, remember when you could buy a median home in Toronto for $500,000? Do you remember when you could buy a, a Bitcoin for $100? Mm -hmm. um, do you remember a time when the Dow was trading at 20,000 points? How crazy um, were those days? How, how, how quickly we forget that things can go much higher than you expect. Mm -hmm. And yet, in this case, we're just looking at gold versus the debt, gold versus the money supply. And it's nothing unrealistic. If the money keeps getting printed, the value, then the prices of goods and services just keep going up. Mm -hmm. So something's got to give. And one of the ways to do that is to hold a finite asset like gold and physical silver, which will hedge that typically. Uh, history has shown it hedges against inflation. And so that's what we're, we're looking at. Absolutely. And hedging against inflation is just one. You have hedging against geopolitical and social unrest. Nothing beats having something that is not digital in your hands. Digital means it's just ones and zero with binary code sitting in a bank or some type of algorithm that is generating a figure of what you own. When the power goes out, if the power goes out, a lot of chatter about that in the news, age, news, uh, in the news today. You want to have something physical. Decouple yourself away from those risks. Currency basement is one. And, uh, you know, banking issues. Uh, the Bank of Canada ha has written in bail-in clauses since 2016. I, for one, like to look at the budgets every single year. I'm a nerd like that. I look into the Canadian budgets. Where is our money going? And the verbiage has changed year over year about bail-in clauses. I, I recommend every Canadian look into it. I'm not going to get into it or elaborate. But these are real reasons why Canadians should be looking at physical gold and silver. Yeah, I think that I think that there's a way to set up a gold and silver portfolio. And I think one of the ways is to start with a bit of a cash portfolio. The idea of having a few tubes of silver maples, maybe some one ounce bars of gold, maybe some grams of gold, if that's uh, better for you. Uh, some 10 ounce bars of gold, but smaller products that could easily be liquidated. That uh, it's nice to have a couple tubes of silver maples if for for whatever reason the ATM machines stop working, that kind of thing. You have cash for a rainy day, so have some physical gold and silver for a rainy day. Once you move beyond that, now you're starting to, to think about, okay, do I have enough um, gold, silver, cash to cover three months worth of expenses, that kind of that kind of feel. And then beyond that, now you're looking at protecting your wealth. It's saying, look, I've got more money in the bank than my regular expenses than I could handle than I to cover my expenses for the next several months. So why am I holding all of this excess cash in a bank getting nothing mm -hmm. for my no, no return on it? But yet I'm an investor in the bank. I'm a, I'm a debtor to the bank uh, creditor. So um, that's why people are moving to the precious metals as a means of wealth protection long term. And of course, once you've overcome the cost of doing business in physical precious metals, which isn't a terrible task, then it's incredibly liquid. Yeah. Right. Um, we're seeing some people take delivery of their product from TFSAs to help manage that cash portfolio portion. Right. Where they're saying, look, I've got 200 ounces of silver in my TFSA. I think it's probably better that I have that 200 ounces at home at this point. And I totally agree. I think that that's something to be considered before you start thinking about registered accounts and depository accounts. What are, you, what are your thoughts? And it's a very easy process that we help along the way. But I surely I do agree with that sentiment as well. I mean, if you have two, two to 500 ounces of silver in a TFSA, 
Um, it's something you may want to consider if you don't have that reserve in your persons. It's a good, good idea to take those bars out, maybe convert it into some gold coins, uh, silver coins. We can help you with that as well. Make everything cost efficient, cost effective for you. Uh, we're not about you know double double dipping. We want to work for you and ensure that this this entire procedure, this process, is seamless, and your privacy must be intact. So. Give us a call, come sit with us, and we can show you the ropes. So here we are, 50 years on after lifting of the gold standard. Price of gold has gone from $35 an ounce to $1,780 an ounce, which is absolutely massive. And the money printing is not stopping. I'm going to ask a crazy question. What do you think it's going to take, Jerry, to go, to go back to what we had in 1971 and and was that system a good system or do you see a different system that could be in play yeah to bring back the u.s dollar away from the u.s federal reserve note mm-hmm. which means there is a gold standard or some type of a uh a silver or gold standard anything that is precious metals precious connotates that it's money and according to the united states uh, gold and silver are still money. So if you bring that back, you bring back the trust, you refinance that debt, and you save the system. You save your financial system. And it's very simple. If the U.S. says that they have 8,000 tons of gold and silver sitting open in the West, vault and show op- us. Open the vault, show us. It may not be at Fort Knox. Maybe It may not be at West Point any longer. It's a very strategic asset, and there's, and there's a lot of enemies that they have to consider uh, that you don't want to disclose where your gold is at all times. But um, this is a simple solution, and I think it can happen in a very, very quick, uh, quick moment. But again, there's a lot of powers that don't want this from happening. Yeah, you know, keep I, this from happening rather. I think the problem with the Bretton Woods is that you're putting all of the faith into one country to monitor and peg the gold. Whereas if the 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 world is on a gold standard, then what happens is if you have a country that's overprinting, then you can say, ah, convert my, you're you're overprinting, um, you're not being ethical, you're not having. Um, you know, you're just not doing a good job as a central bank. So I'm going to I'm going to take the gold. And so that keeps everyone in check, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you have this ability to keep people in check by simply saying, oh, give me my gold. I don't exactly. trust you anymore. Yeah. Um, I want to trust you. I want to just work on buying your goods and services. But if you're going to lack discipline and just go straight to the money, the the printing press, then I want my gold from you, mm-hmm. right? That kind of thing. So it gives you a chance to back out of countries that are not being disciplined enough on on the system. So it's a great way to keep everyone in check. Mm-hmm. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Get some physical gold, physical silver in your own portfolio today. This is the Real Money Show on Global News Radio six forty Toronto, and we're going to be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com and learn how to hold physical gold, physical silver in your portfolio and in your hand today. Right now, we're talking about it's been 50 years since they lifted the gold standard. Nixon lifted the gold standard. And, of course, they never went back on to a gold standard after that. We've been on this fiat experiment, which is absolutely out of control. Excess debt beyond excess debt. I think if you look back at the 70s, which is um, 
that you had Ron Paul's book, which was basically all of the information was from the 70s. Um, it looks pretty small compared to what's happening today. What are some thoughts, Jerry, of the industry on this uh, anniversary occasion? Yeah, so there was a lot of commentary about this this date coming up. So the date, Sunday, the 15th of August, where uh, it was just, which really is the 50th anniversary of fiat and the end of the gold standard. And one thing history does show is us is a 100% track record of fiat currency failure, a total race to the bottom, every single major currency racing to devalue itself and, and usually die within about 40 to 60 years. Yeah, and I think that the only thing on that note, I think one of the reasons why the US dollar has been able to maintain itself and not collapse sooner is because it's had the benefit of being the global reserve currency. And so they're making money off everyone using it. And it helps to be the, the strongest military might in the world. That doesn't hurt. <laughs> so, and, and and of course, now you have countries around the world and nations around the world who are trying to vie for that and, and undermine that as well. And they're undermining themselves by printing all this money. Mm -hmm. So uh, Egon von Greyer's uh, great commentary, great advocate in the market from Gold Switzerland, put together some charts for us. Having a look at this currency race at the bottom, looking at the U.S. dollar, the pound, uh, the, the euro, even the Canadian dollar, losing about 99% of its purchasing power since 1971 to 2021. Um, he also writes that uh, Ludwig von Mises, who is the founder of uh, Austrian economics, defined inflation as growth in money supply and not in prices. And he has another chart from Fred, the Federal Reserve the U.S. money supply is growing at hyperinflationary rates. So where does this all end, he writes? What we're seeing now is what Von Mises called the crack-up boom. Von Mises defined a crack-up boom as the crash of the credit and monetary system due to continually credit expansion leading to unsustainable and rapid price increases or inflation and social unrest. The consequence would be a final and total catastrophe of the currency system involved. These are paper currencies that simply just go by the way of the dodo. So um, this is why he's an advocate and of, of, the, of the gold standard of owning gold. And he recommends his clients own gold. Don't sell unless there's somewhere else to go. And right now, there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, that was that was a pretty heavy quote right there. And it does also kind of make me think about the fact that if there's anything, anyone, it doesn't matter what side of the political line you're on or anything, with what happened over the last year and a half with COVID, that should make anybody realize that things can change in an instant, that life as you know it can change in an instant. And so it's not a good idea to be Pollyanna-ish about where we are regarding the stock market and the economy and that anything could change at any time. And if you don't have that insurance policy of physical assets in your portfolio, you could be up for, up for a really rude awakening. And mm -hmm. that's why we're here. We wanna help people avoid that and also profit by it. This shouldn't just be something that you scrape by at the end of the day and, and become some sort of statistic over the next five, 10 years of saying, I've had to rebuild my life completely, this and that. No, this should be a chance to thrive. This should be a chance to be able to say, you know what? In, in the 20s, there were people on the fringe who thought the stock market would collapse and, and they were laughed at. Not in the end of the day. It's okay to be on the fringe if you've done your homework. So do your homework. There's tons of books out there on physical gold. You can't, 
I mean, the, the amount of information on YouTube is incredible. You can contact us, say, what are your, what are your top five favorites? Yeah. You know, we're happy to provide that. I mean, anyone who's listening to the show knows we love Egon von Greyerts. I mean, he's the best. 100%. He's, 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 he's our top in our books, but, um, it just makes so much sense. So we love the price of physical gold and silver right now. We know that the potential is massive. And we've also known, as we showed at the top of the show, that these type of pullbacks in the, in the physical gold market are usually indicators that something very good is about to happen. In fact, out of the last 20 years, there's only been one year, one year where there was a major pullback in gold where the price of gold didn't end up positive on the year. And that was 2013. But of course, 2013 was a decade plus of double digit gains in the gold market. So it's huge. That's why we have to be excited about this move right now. Yeah, and filtering through these short term and long term define our goals. Our goals are definitely medium to long term. I do believe that silver is going to have a tremendous explosive up move. And you may want to take advantage of uh, selling some silver in the future. But again, it's really about differentiating, getting away from the short term quick flip and you know, just to kind of summarize where we're headed going forward, I guess, for the rest of the summer. Um, surely we know that, you know, typically summer months are low volume months for trading. So moves kind of get exacerbated, like what we saw last week with the Asian uh, crash, flash crash in gold and silver. So moves do get exacerbated when triggered. So these are, this is typically a good buying opportunity summer months as we close in uh, into August. Um, you know, we have some support and resistance levels here for silver and gold. Silver on the top side, short term is 25, downside in the 23 level. Gold about 1880 down to 1690. So keep those points in mind. And going forward, we may have a good buying opportunity coming up soon, August the 26th to 28th. Jerome Powell and friends meet for Jackson Hole Symposium, which they call the macroeconomic policy in an uneven economy. So we know normally they try to act all hawkish and bullish on the U.S. dollar. Jawbone, so jawbone, jawbone. A lot of hot air in jawboning. So this is what jawbone Jerome Powell does. So this is where we take advantage. Yeah. And, and again, anything can happen between September and December. I think that things are going to be very, very exciting in the market. The number 18778Silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. We're here to help you get into the physical gold and silver market. You can buy direct at our e-store at guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Or you can contact us directly and we can show you how to hold physical gold and silver in a registered account and so help you be out of the financial system and out of harm's way and in a position to profit in the future. Thank you so much for listening. Jerry, thank you so much for joining us today and great to have you back. Welcome Thanks. back. I'm glad you great enjoyed your vacation. And we look forward to speaking to everyone next week here on The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.